Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weekly Update, Brandify's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Marketing at Brandify, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawlson, Brandify's VP of Market Developments and Strategic Partnerships. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's jump into your weekly update. Hello. In our first item for this week, Google has published a new blog post that outlines the company's approach to flagging and removing fake and fraudulent content from Google Maps. They tend to publish these reports about once a year. So this year covers the sort the activities around uh, fighting fake content in 2020. Uh, but it reports that since Google Maps began incorporating user edits 10 years ago, uh, or a little bit more, in 2010, 970 million people have made contributions to Google Maps. Uh, to flag the bad actors, Google looks for abnormal user activities, such as reviewing a business in Chicago from an account based in Bangkok, for example. Many of these contributions are automatically filtered, but Google also employs what it calls trained operators and analysts to review uh, some contributions further if the uh, automated system um, flags them but cannot tell for sure if the content is uh, something that should be removed. So uh, the report says that uh, Google categorizes malicious contributors in in two different categories uh, called fraudsters and vandals. Fraudsters are the ones who try to make money from fake reviews and fake business listings, often making use of large-scale click farms, uh, whereas vandals are just trying to make a statement, maybe a political statement, maybe just um, trying to mess up the listing and leave a mark uh, with their content. Google uh, tries to fight this in part by taking proactive steps when some public issue uh, emerges that might lead to uh, vandal, vandal, uh, vandalistic activities, such as blocking edits to voting sites before and during election day. So the company shared some statistics for, uh, around the, um, the, the fight against uh, fake content in 2020. 55 million reviews and 3 million listings were blocked by Google. 960,000 reviews and 300,000 business profiles were removed due to reports from users. 160 million photos and 3.5 million videos were removed either due to policy violations or low quality. Google says it has a very um, effective algorithm for detecting blurry photos. So that was one of the targets in the last year. 610,000 user accounts were disabled due to policy violations and 3 million fraudulent attempts to verify a GMB listing were stopped by the company. A recent post from Tim Capper shows that website mentions have been added to hotel listings in the hotel version of Google's local pack, creating a new opportunity for hotels to rank for a broader range of keywords. Though website mentions have been live for other categories for some time, this is their first appearance for hotels. Capper notes the behavior was first spotted in the wild on February 4th and observes that the results seem to be driven by hotel searches containing terms not already prominently displayed as attributes and listings, such as all-inclusive, spa, and child-friendly. Because existing attributes will not trigger this result, he recommends creating content on your website for each search term related to your hotels that are not included in the available attributes. Capper also cautions that the feature appears to be rather unreliable at present, perhaps due to its newness, so results may vary.
Next, as a new option in Google Ads, Google has added something called lead form extensions to uh, search ads and also video and discovery ads. The feature is limited to advertisers who spend at least $50,000 on Google Ads overall. When enabled, the uh, lead form appears uh, when the user clicks on the ad and can be filled out and submitted without needing to leave uh, the search page and visit the business website. Uh, upon completing the form, the user has the option to go on to the website or return to the search page. The feature is similar to Reserve with Google in Google My Business in the sense that it's a zero-click option where users can complete a transaction without ever leaving the Google page. Um, Google says the new forms are designed to drive more leads, increase more con increase conversions rather, and create more engaging ads. Google is launching a new free event series called Search Central Live, with an inaugural event taking place on February 23rd from 4 o'clock to 5.35 p.m. Pacific Time. The event is actually advertised to be taking place on February 24th, Japan Standard Time, as Google has decided to start it off the series by catering to the APAC time zones. Search Central Live will run as a live stream on YouTube, with a recording to be posted there afterward. During the live stream, participants can post comments and questions for speakers. Google says it wants to foster a dialogue between Google Search and the broader community of SEOs, developers, and website owners. Session speakers will include the well-known Googlers Danny Sullivan, John Mueller, and Gary Isles. In one of the three sessions, Google's Christina Azarenko and Martin Split will analyze a website for technical SEO problems. You can register at the event on our blog at Brandify.com. Next, there are two new guides to local SEO that were published over the last few days. Uh, the first was shared by Miriam Ellis on the Moz blog. This is Moz's new Essential Local SEO Strategy Guide. It's an extensive guide. You can read the whole thing online. Uh, you can find the link in the Monday memo uh, for today. So uh, it contains eight chapters of information about topics uh, ranging from Google's local SERPs, analyzing local markets, analyzing on-page SEO and local listings, developing a reputation strategy, uh, creating a local content strategy, uh, uh, automation for local SEO, local search analytics, and much more. So there's a lot to discover uh, in that guide. And then secondly, we have uh, a new long blog post on SEMrush uh, blog from Blake Denman called Local Business SEO Tips and Tactics. This one is geared towards small to medium-sized businesses, but contains a lot of information that could be of use to any business. A uh, very comprehensive set of recommendations for optimizing Google My Business profiles, as well as local websites in order to boost leads and conversions. Uh, in the guide, Denman also touches on activities that he believes won't help you rank better, such as keyword stuffing in review responses and business descriptions. In a recent blog post shared by Barry Schwartz, several key Google-related updates were included, the first of which was the passage ranking update, which we wrote about last week. This was accompanied by a lot of confusion and misinformation on both the part of Google and the SEO community. It does not appear to affect ranking significantly, in particular because it is designed to help poorly optimized sites rank for relevant searches, and websites managed by professional SEOs 
don't tend to be poorly optimized. The second point was that Google has changed the calculation in Search Console for Core Web Vital Assessment, possibly boosting the scores of some sites. Another point is that Google has announced that responsive search ads, where users create multiple headline and copy variations, will become the default search type ad, replacing expanded text ads. And lastly, display ads have been added to Google's attributions report, alongside search and YouTube ads. That's a wrap on this week's updates. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on Brandify.com and the Brandify blog, where you can find more information about the topics we've covered here today. You can also subscribe to the weekly update on your favorite podcast service so you never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rawlson, and we'll see you next time on the weekly update.